The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Ever reading content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. It's about that time we go to war on this episode of Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. Dennis J. Levy in the hot seat with me as we bring you a War Games roulette watch-along. That's right. We're going to pick some War Games out, throw them on the roulette wheel, and see what comes up. Joining me, like I said, hot seat, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, buddy? Always a pleasure. That that uh, excited about this episode of, episode of you know, War Games. You can't get any better than that. Yeah. I mean, we've watched a few War Games over the years yeah. on this podcast, you and I. The first one we watched together was 1993. Uh, Shockmaster involved in that. That yeah. was a pretty <laughs> shitty one. We watched a whole paper. Yeah. That was pretty shitty. We watched uh, a horseman involved in a War Games match. Again, staying when Sid dropped Brian Pillman uh, on his neck. Um, so we've had quite a few War Games episodes. You can find those in the archives at Retromania on Podbean by searching Retromania with a W or on any podcast platform available. No more cheap plugs. Um, let's 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 do it. Survivor Series is coming up. We've already got two War Games matches that have been announced uh, at the time of this recording. One of them is really kind of set in stone. Um, I know you don't watch a whole lot of current WWE yeah, no at the idea. moment. So, all right, so you don't. Okay, so currently at this moment, right now, and this could change, obviously, but we have Bailey's team of damage control with herself and the women's tag team champions, EO Sky and Dakota Kai, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley, all as one team. And on the other side, you have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, who just recently came back to WWE, uh, okay. and there's a there's there's a fifth spot that needs to be added, and there's been rumors of who it could possibly be. Uh, you know, it's Becky Lynch. I you know what a lot of people have hinted at that because of Becky Lynch's um, the last time she was seen on WWE programming, she was involved in an angle with Damage Control right after SummerSlam, so that's very possible. Some have even speculated Beth Phoenix. Some have even speculated Tegan Knox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some have even yeah. said Charlotte Flair. So at the time, we don't know if it's going to be something that they will announce ahead of time to try and get people to tune in or if it's going to be a surprise. So um, you got to figure it's got to be Beth Phoenix because they're not really like give it, give it I was thinking like that, that too. I was thinking that that's a very possible, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big possibility. Um and with that being said, Edge also could make an appearance later on in the evening to cost Finn Balor his match. It's Finn Balor, AJ Styles, scheduled for a singles match Ooh. on that card. Um, as far as the men go, at the time of this recording, uh, it hasn't been uh, determined, but we're kind of looking at the bloodline against like Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, the Brawling Brutes. There's a fifth spot open over there, too. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, that's what's set for War Games. So I thought with War Games coming up, Let's go back in time and let's watch a War Games. And I've got the roulette wheel with some choices. And we'll watch it on Peacock with all of you. Um, and uh, let's uh, let's get into these choices. Now, uh, we have a dealer's choice. Which, if it lands on the dealer's choice, I'm going to let you decide, okay. Dennis, which War Games we're going to watch. But here are the War Games matches that are on the, are on the, the, the roulette wheel. 
We have War Games 1989 from the Great American Bash 1989. The teams were the Legion of Doom, the Midnight Express, and Dr. Death Steve Williams taking on the Samoan SWAT team, the Fabulous Freebirds, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. I'm, I'm cheering for that one. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good one, yeah. right? Um, that, if I were you, Dennis... In your spare time, I would go and watch that entire episode of The Great American Bash from 1989. You also have Ric Flair and, and uh, Terry Funk. You have Sting and Great Muda. Ricky the, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Lex Luger. Wow. That War Games match. you got a stacked card on there. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. 89, you said? 89, okay. yeah. Um, all right, so there's that. From 1994, Fall Brawl, we saw Dusty Rhodes... Return to team with his son Dustin Rhodes and the Nasty Boys to take on Colonel Parker's stud stable consisting of Arn Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck, Terry Funk, and Colonel Robert Parker himself. That was the uh, the storyline where the stud stable had been targeting Dustin Rhodes and they inv- they got Dusty involved and so that's a pretty fun little storyline, fun fun war games match. This is a stinker. You're gonna get you're gonna like this one, Dennis. From the Fall Brawl 1995 pay-per-view, the war games of the Dungeon of Doom taking on the Hulkamaniacs. The Dungeon of Doom consisted of the Zodiac, the Shark, Kamala, and Ming taking on the team of Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Sting, and Lex Luger in a war games match. Interesting. Yeah. From 1997, the NWO consisting of Kevin Nash, Six, Buff Bagwell, and Conan taking on the Four Horsemen, Ric Flair... Chris Benoit, Steve Mongo McMichael, and newly acquired Horseman member Kurt Henning. If you remember that, War Games, that was the night that Kurt Henning turned on the Horseman, joining the NWO, slamming Ric Flair's head on the door. So that's another selection on the roulette wheel. From 1998, this is where I feel like the War Games concept really shit the bed. This was a three-teams War Games with three guys on each team. And the winner of this match would receive a shot at Goldberg for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship at the next month's pay-per-view, Halloween Havoc. Team WCW, represented by Rowdy Roddy Piper, Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior, and Diamond Dallas Page, taking on NWO Hollywood of Hollywood Hogan, Bret the Hitman Hart, and Stevie Ray, taking on NWO Wolfpack, Kevin Nash, Sting, and Lex Luger. And, and the winner got, got the, a Yes, the one person who scored the pinfall victory, having to avoid nine other guys from challenging for the title, would get the opportunity. That's interesting. Okay. In, in a bad way. In a bad way, yes, exactly. I, I would agree. Here's another stinker, okay? And this is very convoluted. From 2000, an episode of WCW Monday Nitro in September of 2000, Russo's Revenge... Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and Kevin Nash taking on Sting, Booker T, Goldberg, and Ernest the Cat Miller with the WCW World Heavyweight Championship on the line in the three-tier ready-to-rumble cage. Oh, God. You're telling me Vince Russo was was in the same cage as Bill Goldberg, and he thought that was... Yeah, and the object of the match was was the person to climb up to the top of that third cage, because you remember that three-tier cage, yeah. grab the WCW title, and walk out the cage was the winner. But it was a War Games match with teams. 
I guess. Yeah, I know, right? I guess, right? So, um, those are the selections. Those are on Peacock. We will find that for all of you on Peacock um, when that time comes. But let's uh, let's let's spin the wheel, if you will. Um, so, War Games 89, 94, 95, 97, 98, Russo's Revenge in 2000, and The Dealer's Choice. Dennis, you're kind of hoping for a Dealer's Choice, aren't you? God, I am. Yeah. I wanted to watch the 89. The 89 one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see how... Let's see where... The chips fall on this roulette wheel. So I am going to spin right now. It's your lucky day, Dennis. It is dealer's choice. 89. Let's go. You want to go 89? All right. We're going to do it. We're going to watch the War Games match from the Great American Bash 1989. Pitting the fabulous Freebirds, the Samoan SWAT team, taking on the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and Dr. Death Steve Williams. And bef- and while we are getting that all ready, here's a brief message from the folks over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Hey everyone, it's Dave from Kicking Out of Two here to remind you of what's on deck this month from the folks over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Right now in the archives, it's Survivor Series season. And on Kicking On It 2, Justin returns as we watch the 1997 installment, which is infamous for the Montreal Screwjob. Speaking of screwjobs, Marking Out the Days also covers this monumental moment in wrestling history as the fellas break out their fantasy booking caps and map out an elaborate storyline as if the screwjob was at an actual storyline on WWF television in 1997. Travel back on the excursion with them from Montreal in 97 to WrestleMania 14 in 1998. Plus, Cool Truth with AC brings you the latest banter in the current pro wrestling landscape covering AEW, Impact, WWE, and more. Search Retromania on any podcast app to find all this great content and so much more. Now let's get back to the War Games Roulette Watch Party only on Kicking Out at 2. And we are back for this War Games Roulette Watch Party as Dealer's choice was made, and the dealer in Dennis chose the 1989 War Games match featuring the Road Warriors, Midnight Express, and Dr. Death Steve Williams taking on the Fabulous Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team from the Great American Bash 1989. So, we found it on Peacock. So, what I want you guys to do is go to your Peacock and search Great American Bash. It's Season 3, Episode 1 from 1989. And I want you to fast forward all the way to one hour 50, 41, I'm sorry, 1 hour, 41 minutes, 52 seconds, then pause it, and you'll see the double cage with the double ring, and when I say play, press play, and from time to time, I might crank up the audio, I'm not sure, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to crank up the audio for the entrances, so we can kind of get a feel of that, and then Dennis and I will uh, offer our alternate commentary um, throughout the course of this match, talk a little bit of war games, talk about some of the current stuff that's going on, and uh, yeah. That'll be that. So, without further ado, in three, two, one, I'm pressing play right about now. Freebirds making their entrance. Never been a big fan. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, 
All right, you know, I'm going to fuck the audio. The audio is not pretty great on there. Yeah, you uh, uh, can barely hear the ring announcer. Yeah. And yeah, so it's Freebirds, Michael Hayes, uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, and then the Samoan SWAT team, which would turn out to be the Head Shrinkers, Samu and Fatu, with a young Paul Heyman oh, yeah, at ringside, if you noticed there. Um, all right, so tell me why you were not a fan of, fan I of the I never, well, great, this is goes in real life. I'd okay. Like, I'd that up. I know people, there are people out there who try to be cool, and in reality, you are cool, but that always like, pisses me off. When people try to be cool, I hate it. Either natural to be cool and just be cool about it, or like like they were just like, we're cool, hey, hey, girls suck my cocks, and like, guys want to be us, and blah, 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 blah. I always hated people like that. Okay. We're like in and So that's what Michael, that's what the Freebirds kind of represented to exactly. you, is that they were guys that were trying to be cool? Exactly. Okay. All right. I wasn't a big Freebirds fan when I was younger, um, but I did. You know what I used to like about them was the three got the three man group that they would interchange in that the tag cool. team matches. That was that was cool. And yeah, the Freebird rules. Yeah, they had the Freebird rules. I liked that aspect of them. Um, as we see, the Midnight Express making their way down yep. to the ring as baby faces with Doctor think... Death, Steve Williams, and Jim Cornette. I don't know if I've ever I've seen uh, Bobby Heaton as a as a face a million times as a single wrestler. I think this is the first time I've ever seen the Midnight Express as a as a face. I'm excited. Look at this. Is this very baby face for the Road Warriors to ride bitch on a motorcycle behind no, somebody else? No. Should they be the ones riding the motorcycles down yeah. to the ring? Look at them. They're riding bitch. With that, yeah, two that, random bikers from a from a, a biker club <laughs> in, in Baltimore with Paul Ellering making their way down to the ring. It looks like we are ready for war. It's war games. It's the war games, as William Regal used to say. Yeah, look at it. That's not babyface like riding bitch. No. It's one thing if like the two of them are riding the bikes, they had a couple of hot chicks behind them. But they're riding bitch behind two random dudes that nobody gives a fuck about on a motorcycle. Now, let me ask you, yep. while we're on the subject of war games. Um, last couple of years, NXT... Has adopted the War Games format and then COVID hit and they kind of had to make a change. And War Games is making its debut on the main roster. Um, tell me what you... Alright, let me rephrase okay. this question, okay? Are there elements of War Games from the original War Games that you like or dislike? And tell me what you like and dislike about the current War Games. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. I'm sorry. Okay, so like, for instance, this here, there's a top on the cage. Yeah. Okay? On the current War Games cage in WWE, there is no top. I didn't I never noticed that before. You really? Yeah. Are you serious? I don't know. I've seen these guys do all this shit, like, on the, uh, like and there's no top on that thing? I don't know. I no. never noticed that before. There's no top on the on the War Games cage I'm in sorry, NXT. I never noticed that before. I, okay. I don't know. That, uh, all right, well, graded, well, graded. Granted, I kind of like that because, like, you like what? No, no top or a top? no? No, I, I like no top. Okay. Because think about that scary the the, the power bomb with the Brian Tillman. It was so scary because he hit the. Oh, top. Oh, and Sid hit him it, with the power. Yeah. yeah. If it was no top. It, 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 there was a top, but I mean, just... I mean, but if was no, if there was no top. Yeah. I don't think that'd be a problem. Uh huh. Okay. It's too. It was like. But they should have done it over the top, I guess. Like, move it up five feet. You know what I mean? So kind of get leave more room for the yeah. top. Okay. I like that. Um, I mean... That's, I, that's what made it so scary, because Pillman hit the top, and, and the guy almost got stuck for like a, like a mic of second, and then yeah. dropped him. 
Now, I like the top on the War Games only for the mere fact that, like, it provides us that element of there's no way out. You know, you're locked in. You're not leaving. You know, like, it's going to be settled inside the cage. You know, which has a very hell in the cell kind of, you know, element to it. But, um, by the same token, leaving no top on the current cage... You can have the guys like Ricochet, and you can have you know the 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 smaller guys doing the crazy stunts off the top. Not that I'm a very very blood first thirsty fan, but yeah. um, see, there's there's more room to do some pretty wild stuff in the match. I mean, for instance, a couple of years ago, Io Sky, who was known as Io Shirai in NXT, took her set, put a garbage can over the top of her, and she flew off. She dove off the top of the cage, not seeing where her opponents were you know which I thought was pretty pretty wild and pretty crazy yeah. let's see like like we're right now right how out of the world is Bobby going to do his beautiful uh, leg drop off the top the Alabama jam yeah I know it's going to be difficult <laughs> it's difficult because if you look at the top of that cage there's not much room yeah, yeah. by the way I was sad about Bobby and his passing yeah, I was always a huge fan of him. I love the Midnight Express. Um, one of the, definitely a team that deserves a Hall of Fame recognition. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with with this new Triple H re- regime led WWE that he, he put in Cornette and uh, Midnight Express. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, they put in the Rock and Roll Express and yeah. Cornette inducted him. So I, I think that's a very possible. It's time. Jim needs to get in. Jim needs to get in. Yeah. Now, you listen to Cornette's podcast a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. At least twice a week. Okay. See, I don't listen to it. I I, I mean, not that I don't want to. It's yeah. just, you know, there's so many hours in the day. Um, and I feel like I can only take him in short spurts where, like, I can't take long rants with him and he, he'll just kind of go on and on and on. I agree that some of it is, like, he's doing the, um, I call it the... Um, um, the Colin Calvert effect, or like the ESPN effect, where he doesn't really mean something sometimes. He's just doing but it he for... doesn't to argue and to get everyone's rattle or cage, yeah. you know. That then, uh, but granted, when he does come from the heart, oh my god, he preaches the choir with me. Yeah, when he talks about the current wrestling and like like some of the fault the flaws of it, and even like when he bashes people that I like and love Kenny Omega and stuff like that. He bring they're valid concerns. They really he are. does. You know what? I, I when I've listened to a couple of excerpts from him, and I've watched him on shoot interviews, and he makes valid points about like certain things in wrestling, whether it's the the realism, um, but at the same time, like I've always been a big proponent of you know. The, on one hand, you have to suspend people's disbelief and. Make you wonder, like yeah. at least back then you did. You had to suspend people's disbelief and make people wonder, like, oh man, like is that real or is that you know they just you know playing that up? Is that you know yeah. a story or whatever? But then at the same time, it's like sometimes, and I remember watching a documentary on the WWE Network, not Peacock, the WWE Network. Of it was it was uh, behind the scenes of WrestleMania in California a few years ago, and. They show a clip of all the all the, the talent people backstage on the monitor watching the, the the Sting Triple H match, and there was that famous spot where the NWO came out and they helped Sting fight off DX and they, they had this big you know 
you know, Monday Night Wars kind of meeting, so to speak. Um, and everyone went crazy for it. And I remember a line in that documentary where John Cena said, well, sometimes you got to break the rules in order to entertain them. And I feel like because Cornette is so old school driven yeah. by his beliefs when it comes to wrestling that he 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 doesn't he can't grasp that. Sometimes you do have to break the rules in order to suspend people's disbelief, you know? Yeah. And I think Cornette would be very it would be beneficial for I mean he he represents a certain era of wrestling and that's you know his shtick and that's yeah. what he's running with on his podcast and that works for him because he's still got a you know a, a podcast going today. Um, but I I don't see him anytime soon really taking a different stance on on wrestling um like current wrestling i'm not saying current wrestling is great i think there's some good parts of it i think there's some stuff that needs work on different elements as you see terry gordy entering the ring the heels with the advantage as always in a war games match are you as a, as a fate, baby face team ever got the advantage I you know what <laughs> we've i think we've had this discussion Did we? I, we we might have i know that in recent years nxt has Done okay. that where the where the babyface team would get the advantage. I think the only team I, the only time I saw that, and then it worked in it, it would work the opposite without female match where it was like um, um, Tegan Knox, I think her name was, and then Dakota Kai. They're like in the same like, area. Then Nick's uh, like like Keen, uh, what's her T and Knox like 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 her turn, but then Dakota they caught and kicked the turn, shit out. Turn down, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. That, that was the only time I ever saw the that was, team so, so that war games was Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look that up right that now. That was a good one too. That, I'm gonna look that up right that now. That was a good one. Obviously, um, um, let me look it up right now. I'm gonna Google it. Um, it was from 2019. It was the very first women's war games match in 2019. because um, they didn't start doing the women until 2019. Like I said, um, take a look here. Results. I, I feel bad for Tegan Knox too. That um, it was Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. So Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai defeated Team Baszler with Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray, uh, which was a great War Games match. And they 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 stacked the deck against Rhea Ripley. Excuse me, you're in here. Excuse me, stacked the deck against Rhea Ripley, um, and her team. When Dakota Kai turned heel and turned on Tegan Knox, and therefore Dakota left the match. She didn't even get involved in the match. She slammed the cage door on Tegan's knee. Not the cage to get into the ring, but the the, the shark cage that they had them all in. Yep. And then they took Tegan Knox out of the match. So it was just Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae that was left on the War Games mat, the War Games team. Fighting off four other people, which I thought was a great story, and I think it was a good way to introduce the women into the war games uh, totally. concept. Um, and it turned real. Let's get let's get creative here, Dennis. Yes. Uh, when it comes to war games, name me a name me your favorite war games match of all time. Oh, that's a good one. Before you before you watch this, as you see Doctor Death yeah. power pressing Terry Bam Bam Gordy into the ceiling of the cage. I think that's an innovative spot there. Um, name me your favorite war games match of all time. And yeah, start with that. Give me your favorite war games match of all time. All right, people are gonna get people are gonna get mad at me, and I'm almost mad at myself for this answer. 
But Why? I gotta be true to myself. It's when um, it's when um, the undisputed error uh, one that that, that uh, I love that. They've match. been in a few. Well, the, the one, the first one. The first one? Yeah, the first one. So it was the Undisputed Era against Sanity, against Roderick Strong in the Office of Pain. And the Undisputed Era won that match. It was a three-team war games. NXT, okay. So so you like that out of all the vintage war games over the years? Here's the thing. Maybe it's because it happened so long ago that uh, I remember a lot of these war games. But, like, that one really, really... Like, if I can remember details... That that match really got got to me because we we were more recent or whatever. Yep. But I'm, yeah, I'm very I'm proud of that answer. Okay. I, I love that. All right. Answer. Is there anyone from previous years that you that you like? Of course, that, the one that we saw before. Um, um, the Brian Pillman and uh. And Horseman the, against yeah, Sting's team. Okay. That's, good. that's not a bad one. All right. Um, now let's get creative. Build yourself a dream war games team. Oh. With men and with women. All right. Right off the bat. Of course, it's gonna be Psycho Sid. That uh, um, like like that when that his war game, like I said, Brian Pillman, he just fucking annihilated everybody. Yeah. So I'll go Sid. Uh, I'll go Arnie Anderson because the Four Horsemen has been in a million of them. He has yep. that experience. Yeah. Arnie Anderson. Um, you got Sid in there, right? Yeah, Sid. Sid, Sid's Sid's Nar- Sid's Sid's Sid So five guys. Yep. So Sid. Arnie Anderson. Arn. Um. Oh man, uh, who's who's like really good at like uh, oh man, um, yep, yeah, give me Flair, give me uh, that, uh, that's that's three three out of four horsemen right give, there. Uh, give give me uh, give me uh, another big guy too. Give me um, oh um, no, give me Doctor Death and last guy uh. Trying to think. Um, for just a giggles, give me Hulk Hogan. Let's go. So Sid, So Flair, Arn Anderson, yep. Sid, Doctor Death, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Interesting. Give me Hogan just so I know my team wins. Okay. All right. Um. Now, the women. Women. Uh, Eno. Eo Shirai. Um. Not Eno. E O. Excuse me. Give me uh, Eno. Give me, give me Sherry Martell because she's tougher than nails. Um, I, I know she's never been in a wars game, but I can pick any female wrestler. Yeah, right? anyone, anyone of any era. Did they have in a war game? No. Okay. No. Yeah, any, give me, any era. You know what? Give me Sherry Martell as my captain because she's tougher than nails. Mm-hmm. Give me Eo Shirai because she was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And she was terrific. Of course, Rhea because she that. Um, give me a, a laundry because she's because our, our Medusa Medusa, and then finally that um, I know people people want to get mad at me because she's an American wrestler, but give me give me a Aja Kong Aja Kong yeah, that that'll be my okay that would be my uh female five all right um for the men my my dream team men's war game I'm gonna go with Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Arn Anderson, Sting, and the fifth and final member of my dream war games. That's tough. Dusty, Flair, Arn, Sting, 
Who else performed really well in war games? See, I'm trying to go with guys that have that had really stood out in a war games that really have performed well. That's why I picked Stit. That's... Yeah, Dusty Flair, Arn, Sting. It's four. Um, I can go Luger. Yeah. Sexy Lexi. Let's yeah, go. I gotta go Luger. For the women, I got. I like Sherry, so I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sherry for my dream team. Not as the captain. If captain for the war games, I'm picking Medusa. Medusa, Sherry, China. Oh, come on. She's an intimidating force. She's a big chick. She can move some people around. I didn't think she was the rubbish wrestler. She wasn't point. a great wrestler, but yeah. intimidating looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, I get it. I, get you it. I changed shit on your answer. I'm sorry. Three. In, in, in yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, shut I apologize. The fuck up. Yeah. I apologize. I apologize Jesus for my actions. Christ. I apologize for my actions. Fucking asshole. <laughs> so Medusa, Sherry, China. I like Rhea Ripley, and I'm gonna go Lita. Yeah. Those are my five in a, yeah. in a, in a Dream War Games match there. So get Lita. I was I was I was gonna really piss you off and go Charlotte Flair, but I was like, no, nah, you take, know you what? Take Flair. I, I like I like I like going. I think Rhea fits that War Games type of model. Um, yeah, those are my those are my five for the men. Those are my five for the women. Dream War Games. Uh, Dream War Games teams. Now, give me a Dream War Games match for the men. Ooh, so you got cool. your team. Yep. So you got Sid. Flair, Arn, yep. Dr. Death, and Hulk Hogan. Who are they facing? Who are the five are they going to face? Demolition and Legion of Doom joining, have an alliance. That's, That's my, four. And then you give me the Great Muta. So it's an all-face paint team. Yep. Okay. All right. I dig that. So I'm going to go a different route with the men. So Dusty, Flair, Arn, Lex Luger and Sting, those five, it's like an all NWA WCW team, are going to face, in a Dream War Games match, an all-star team from the WWF. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and the Ultimate Warrior. Interesting. That's a five-man Dream War Games match right there. For the men. All right. Now give me a Dream War Games match for the women. Women. Okay. Um, woof. Um, I want to take Japanese wrestlers, but believe it or not, if I can't do it because of my speech impediment. And like, okay. Like, I wouldn't even know, like, like, uh, like, like, me and my Toyota, you know, like, 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 like but anyway, she, that, uh, I don't even know, I can't, like, Anyway, I keep is that even a person? There it is. She's arguably the best female wrestler of all time. But anyway. Okay. And then, uh, um, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it Amer- or like American-ish. Um, uh, Jesus, such a good one. Um, all right. Then uh, Sherry Martell's. So Sherry, you have Sherry. Yeah. So Alundra me- Blaze, Aja Kong. Yep. Rhea Ripley, and. Who's your fifth? Oh, yeah. Um, wait, wait. Yeah, I got it. You have Sherry. Sherry. Eno. Eo Sh- All right, so right. Sherry, Eo Shirai, Medusa, or Alundra. Yeah. Right, you're going to say Alundra Valet. So you, Sherry. I got Alundra and you got Medusa. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Shoshiri, Rhea, Alundra, Io, and Aja Kong. Those are your five. Okay, awesome. Who are they facing? All right, they're gonna they're gonna face um oh um no oh, what what's her name? What's the uh black chick? Uh, Amazing Kong. Um, uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. I got Awesome yeah. Kong. I'm gonna get um. You know what? I don't like her, but she's tough. Blah 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 blah. You get to where I'm going with this. Toilet Flair. Charlotte Flair. And that um. Now pause for a minute here. Yep. We're, we're, we're as we're watching this, we're down to the nitty gritty. Um, I think the baby face is left. You see Hawk on the outside, so and Michael Hayes on the other. So the last two combatants from each team are are, are waiting on the outside. So we have eight men in so far. Uh, Michael Hayes representing the, the the heels and Hawk representing the baby faces. Um, just wanted to give you guys an update. We are currently at two hours three minutes fifty one seconds uh, with this war games match. But go ahead. All right. Give me... So you, so you got Awesome Kong, yep. Charlotte Flair. Yep. Give me Jacqueline. Jackie. Um, give me... I, I want to... I really want to give Trish, but she... she I, I just can't do it. She's too... I don't know. Too much of a fitness model for me, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, who's tougher than Niels? Uh, oh, fuck. Give me a Moolah. Moolah? Moolah. Um, so Charlotte, Awesome Kong, um, Mula, and for my last one, going through the Rolodex, who I, dude, oh, you know what, the one time I've ever seen Gail Kim in a Steel Cage match, she was off the hook. So Gail, Gail Kim. Kim. Okay. Alright, I like that. I like that. So, it's Awesome Kong, Charlotte Flair, Mula, Gail Kim, and who's the fifth? Oh, I don't know the fifth. Um, you might have said it. That's why I'm asking you. I'm trying to think. Did um, you just fucking forget? Did I? You know me. I'm all fucked up. Uh, yeah, I know. Today, you've been all over the way. Uh, all over the place. So, yeah. It's all good. Um, yeah, I forgot already. Uh, you didn't put Trish in there. So, Mula, Kong, Sh- uh, Charlotte. Oh, my God. Why are we forgetting? Okay, yeah. I got Mula. Jackie. Jackie. Mula, Jackie, Charlotte, Kong, and... Gail Kim. And Gail Kim. Yes, five. Those are your five. Don't Against, well, I'm, at, I'm not confusing you. Yeah. I'm trying to... Because you fucking forgot. I'm trying to get this all mapped out here. So, Mula, Charlotte, Jackie, Kong, Gail Kim against um, Sherry, Alundra, Rhea. Oh, yeah. Uh, you? EO. Who's the fifth? Um, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, you, um, baby faces are in, Hawk with a double oh, yeah, close on Jerry the top Medusa, um, EO, EO, Rhea, Rhea, and, uh, yeah, shit, who else I got, uh, oh man, drawing a blank, uh, but anyway, we get the gist. Yeah, uh, okay. People could just rewind. Alright, yeah, yeah, they could, yeah, <laughs> they could. Um, my female women's war games dream match on one side, we have Medusa, Sherry, Rhea Ripley, Lita, and China. On the other side, we have Trish Stratus, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Mickey James, and a fifth for that team. You need a heater. I'm going to go with Awesome Kong. 
Nice. I'm going to go with Awesome Kong. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, as we're getting to the, the, the closing moments of this War Games match here. Um, heavy on the tag teams in this match. Freebirds, Road Warriors, Simone Swat Team, Midnight Express. Um, a young Paul Heyman outside the ring. What's he trying to do? Oh, he's trying to put the phone in there? Jam his phone through the... Uh, as the referee's watching him, Tommy Young there. <laughs> trying to jam his phone through the through the cage, the, the, the fencing of the cage. Paul, you know, well, as we're watching this, let's talk about Paul Heyman for a minute. Okay. Paul Heyman in recent years has become a very large focal point of WWE programming between managing Brock Lesnar as well as CM Punk. Um, his most success being with Brock and then now with Roman Reigns. Uh, where do you see Paul Heyman in terms of all-time great managers? I mean, we've there's been there's been hundreds of guys that have had the yeah. the that that have been you know listed up there as the all-time greats. But the, where do you see Paul Heyman? I don't put him in Keenan status. Nowhere near that. Bobby Heenan. I gotta put him in Jim Cornette status though. Like like second like 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 like. So if you're gonna make a Mount Rushmore of yeah. managers. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Four. You have to choose four. Heenan, obviously. Yep, that's one. It's then easy. I got to put Cornette. Uh, I got to put Cornette. Cornette, that's two. I would put him on there. That uh, Jimmy Hart, I guess. And then that, but I, I'll put Paul Heyman over Jimmy Hart. Uh, that, 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 uh, I like Paul Heyman in there. Uh, so I'll go Paul Heyman, and I'll go, uh, yeah, and I'll stick with Jimmy. Jimmy? Yeah. That sounds like a solid four right there. I, I can get behind I see, that. I really want to put Sherry in there, but uh, those four guys. I, I want honestly. I wanted to put. So I, if if I'm if I'm being real honest, I would. I would put Heenan, Cornette, Heyman, and the fourth could be interchangeable between Jimmy Hart, Miss Elizabeth, JJ Dillon. Yeah, those three. I think you could easily interchange into. Uh, on that, that, I that, that, I, that I don't want to mention Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, absolutely. And I, and I know Elizabeth only. Oh, I think this is it here. This is where Garvin does give up, and the winners are the Road Warriors, the Freebirds. No, I'm sorry, the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and Doctor Death, Steve Williams, defeating the Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team. Great match. This was a this was a pretty fun match as we yeah. walked talked a lot about. I think it might be a little. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a good match. It was a fun little match. Yeah. Um, so we see the the, the babyface team exiting the cage here uh, for this war games match. Oh wait a minute, did we see? And they're going through the crowd, which is interesting. Oh wait a minute, animal. Oh, they locked animal in there. The war is not over. Time for a beatdown. Time for a post match. Yep, exactly. They always seem to do it on Animal. You notice that? Hawk had to always save Animal. I think you're right about that. Did you notice that? Babyface is climbing the cage, trying to get in. This is really funny. Like, what is Dr. Death even trying to do right He's now? He's shaking the cage. What's Stan Lane going to do? You're going to climb the top? What are you going to look for? An opening? There is no opening. Like, you're, they're, they're trapped. You're... you're He's trapped in there, fellas. He's not going anywhere. Oh, top rope. <laughs> that shitty headbutt. Now, Hawk broke Got free it. from the door, and then they're all running away. Look at that. They're all running away. Interesting way to end this war games here. Yep. Yeah. Hey, 
Wait, wait, the whole time there was, there was a door there? Why did, they, why did they go through that door? There's two doors. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, that's crazy. Well, that's going to put this uh, War Games Roulette watch along to an end. Thank you, Dennis, for, uh, oh, for being a part of this. Our next episode, Justin joins me as we watch. We do a Survivor Series mystery watch along with uh, some random matches in Survivor Series history, celebrating some milestone anniversaries. So next week on the docket, um, the main event from the very first Survivor Series, Hulk Hogan's team, consisting of Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Mr. Wonderful, Ken Patera, and Don Morocco, take on the team of Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, Ravishing Rick Rude, and Natural Butch Reed. That's a possible watch-along uh, episode, as well as Shawn Michaels' Bret Hart from 1992. When Brett Ooh. first won the WWF Championship. Also on the docket for uh, for, for a watch-along choice for this Survivor Series mystery watch-along is Ric Flair and Razor Ramon taking on Mr. Perfect and Macho Man Randy Savage. Also on the docket for the Survivor Series mystery watch-along is Shawn Michaels challenging Randy Orton for the WWE Championship in 2007. Uh... That was the night that Shawn Michaels was not allowed to use his super kick. Otherwise, he was disqualified I love and would that match. not I love that match. be able to challenge for Such the championship again. Line. The very first elimination chamber is also in the uh, on the roulette wheel that could be a choice, as well as CM Punk defending the WWE Championship against John Cena and Ryback, which was the night that the Shield made their debut. Um, at Survivor Series. So those are all the choices for the the watch-along on our next episode. Uh, roulette wheel style, keeping it classy, keeping it spont- spontaneous, organic, if you will, on kicking out at two. Um, so I think it's time that we, uh, we, we put this down for the three count, Dennis. What do you think? Okay. All right, let's do it. We'll see you all next time.